You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 205. Welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. Oh, I am super excited about this week's podcast. My heart is for God's word. And if you've been a listener for any length of time, you know that. And music is powerful, but it's most powerful when it points us to the very words of God and then reinforces what we've been studying. And the beginning seeds of what eventually led to this podcast included epic failed efforts on my part to put scripture to music. I wanted to teach my children the Word of God, and I knew that through lyric and rhyme, it could be hidden inside their hearts for life. The problem is, all my efforts ended up sounding pretty lame, uh, because putting specific scriptures to music is, is hard to do. And then one day, God showed me that He already wrote the music through the efforts of others, aka the Christian music industry. And my job is to help you make the connections between the songs that you're already listening to and the scripture that hopefully I can inspire you to read. So if you're curious about the story behind this podcast, you can listen to episode one or episode 122, uh, where I really unpack why, uh, where it all began, right? So, but contemporary Christian artists are writing and singing the songs that become the soundtrack of our lives. And I have to insert a huge warning here. Don't let the music be the only voice. It's an incomplete message. The songs are definitely a reflection of God's word. Truth is reflected in Christian music, but it is not a replacement for your specific knowledge of God's word, okay? So then there comes along a song like Ghost Ships, Where Were You?, which is the song we're gonna be talking about this week. And the entire song comes straight from scripture in a powerful way, a definite addition to your playlist. And the section of scripture and the ideas it wrestles with have been tumbling around in my mind for a while. So it's a win-win as far as I'm concerned. I'm going to give you a little backstory before we get a peek into the song. The lyrics come straight from the book of Job. And like Job, the lyrics are wrestling with suffering and the reasons why we suffer. And like Job, God puts up with our questions for a while. He, he put up with Job's questions for a while. And then he asks his own question. Where were you? He said, where were you the day that I measured? Sung the babes and stretched the line over all the earth and carved out its corners. Where were you the day that I spoke and drove the sun to split the night open? Called the morning dawn with its light to show. I have to cut off the song because it will continue to build with questions that come straight from the last few chapters of Job. 
it builds, the song builds, and the chapters themselves build, much like God's questioning of Job builds, but I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. So if you've never read Job, I'm going to give you a big picture recap here, but there's no better resource in my mind than the Bible Project Read Scripture series. These are videos available for free on YouTube. I'm going to put a link to the video in the show notes. You can find each week's show notes where I will often link to additional resources and then I jot down the notes for you because sometimes you're listening to podcasts and doing other things. And so you can always find our my show notes at michellekneesat.com forward slash that week's episode. So this week's show notes can be found at michellekneesat.com forward slash 205. Now, the Bible Project Read Scripture series takes each book of the Bible and gives you an overview that is clear and meaningful and interesting to watch as you take on new or even familiar books of the Bible. It's a really great way to, especially if you're going to tackle an entire book of the Bible, to get an overview. Now, Job is an interesting book because it really wrestles with suffering and the questions that we ask during suffering, and it even throws out some proposed reasons why we suffer. And the interesting part of the story is that we get we get part of the backstory that Job never gets, right? So at the beginning of Job, we see Satan approaching God, and um, Satan suggests that the only reason that Job worships God and loves him so much is because he's healthy, wealthy, and wise. And he proposes that if God takes all of that from him, if God stops favoring him, then Job's trust and worship of God will evaporate. So God allows Job to be tested with great suffering and great loss, but never lets Job in on the backstory. Okay, I do not want to, as we begin to talk about suffering, I I don't want to simplify your suffering or your loss in this discussion. I don't want to do it on this episode or any episode. I, I know how consuming and painful it can be. I also know that no matter how much I've suffered in my life, there will always be someone who suffers in ways I've never been called to suffer. And there's always someone who maybe has suffered in the same ways I've been called to suffer, but to a greater degree. So I don't want this to be a comparison trap for any of us. What I do know about suffering is that it is very personal. It, no matter on the, if on the grand scale of things, it's not comparable to someone else's or somewhere else. It's still very personal to us and it still hurts a whole lot. But we have to remember in the midst of all this, part of the perspective is that we have a suffering Savior. Tim Keller writes, Jesus was patient under even greater suffering for us so we can be patient under lesser suffering for him. So if we're going to compare at all, let's compare to the suffering that God endured and the suffering that Christ endured and know that in that, that it helps us gain perspective on our own suffering. We must learn to live a life of purpose in the midst of painful suffering. And we can learn a lot from Job in this endeavor. Okay, so back to the highlights of Job. We see him enter this great suffering and he refuses to curse God and die, but he does question why. He believes himself to be innocent, which as we see in the opening, he is innocent, but he has many questions and much pain. And he has some friends who come over and sit with him. And the main text of Job is their dialogue back and forth, Job and his friends. They figure in their limited understanding of God that Job must have done something wrong 
and they tell him so. And then finally, in the last few chapters of Job, after Job questions God, God in turn questions Job with several chapters of where were you questions, which is why our song this week is so powerful. Now, I want to have a little spoiler alert. Uh, Job gets everything back and more in the end, and God is pretty miffed at his friends uh, for their misrepresentation of him. And so what can we learn from Job this week? Well, I'm not sure what God wants to teach you from Job. Remember how personal suffering is. Uh, But I can help you tackle this pretty substantial book of the Bible um, in new ways. And I hope you take the challenge. Okay, my first challenge to you is to read the entire book of Job. I know that it is 42 chapters. And that may be more than you've ever read in a week. And maybe it'll take you longer than a week. And that's okay. But it's going to be so important for you to read and keep on reading and then and take in the entire story in context. By the way, those are two bites, okay? I use the acronym B-I-T-E for Bible Interaction Tool Exercises. These are merely tools that I use to interact with God's Word. And notice I didn't say study. I mean, I am studying God's Word. But more than that, I want to create a life of interaction with it. I don't want to merely read it I or get so academic in my mind that um, that I study it but never apply it or I don't want to get so focused on application that I don't enjoy the details or the big themes or so I choose to interact with it one bite at a time. So use the bite of read and keep on reading and thus you will be using the bite of context all right if you consume this entire book as a whole. Now, understanding small parts in view of the whole is you're going to understand that you'll get greater depth when you do that. Okay, so instead of taking things out of context, you're going to have the whole. Does it still seem a little overwhelming? Okay, well, then try the bite of listening to an audio version of Job. The YouVersion app of the Bible um, has several translations that you can listen to the audio version. So you will be amazed at how much you can consume of God's word uh, that you can listen to in a short period of time. So if, um, or do both or a combination of both, you can read and keep on reading and then listen in the mornings and maybe read in the afternoons or whatever, however way you can consume this whole book. On today's podcast, however, we are going to use another bite of making a list. And as you read Job, this is the list I want you to make. What are some of the questions Job asks God? I am not going to go over every question. You can be relaxed with that. If you've read Job before, you're thinking, wow, good thing, because there's a lot of questions that Job asks in there. Uh, But I think that we can identify with most of Job's questions. So I do want to tackle a few of them. Let's look at the first one in Job 3, verse 11. Why did I not die at birth? Come out from the womb and expire. Okay. Job's suffering is so great that he is questioning his existence at all. And when you examine the scripture, you see that he enjoyed a very comfortable life prior to this. He had children and land and livestock. He was honored among men and had great wisdom. He loved God and God's favor was on him. And he was a very devout person. He, he gave God the credit and he lived a very um, devout life. But his suffering in this place was so great that he he wasn't sitting there saying, okay, I've enjoyed a good life and now lost it all. Please let me die. Although he says that too later. <laughs> but at this point, in this question, 
He would have traded all of it to never have continued living in the first place. And that is deep suffering, but not rational, right? Because with this question, he is actually wishing suffering on someone else. He's actually wishing suffering on his mother, right? Because if he came out of the womb and then died, that would have caused great suffering for his mother and father and family. I'm sure he wouldn't wish that on those he loved. What he really wants is to be free from his present suffering, not cause others suffering. But his question reveals a limitation in his way of thinking. And suffering can cause us to be irrational. That's my conclusion. Suffering can cause us to be irrational. All right, let's try another question that he asks. Have I any help in me when resource is driven from me? That's Job 6.13. And you might be thinking, huh? Okay, I want to introduce another bite here. I'm reading in the ESV, the English Standard Version, with these questions. But sometimes the translation just doesn't make sense to us. You don't have to jump straight to the Hebrew text to get more perspective. You just can look at a parallel version, looking at other translations to see if it helps a little bit. So my favorite resource for this is a free online resource called BibleHub.com. Just type your verse in the search bar. And if it's just one verse, it'll pop up 22 different translations of that verse. So let's look at that question in the New International Version or the NIV. And it says, do I have any power to help myself now that success has been driven from me? Ah, okay. Have you ever asked that question? I know I have, right? So a bad investment leads to financial loss or a sports injury leads to time on the bench instead of helping out the team. Or heck, a computer crash where you lose valuable work product. Do I have any power to help myself now that success has been driven from me? You know, suffering reveals who or what we're depending upon. Perhaps it is our talent or our wealth or our status, our job, our platform. It's a good question. Did we ever have any power to help ourselves that God did not give us? Well, here's the conclusion. Suffering is a revealer of where we place our trust. All right, let's try another question. Has not man a hard service on earth and are not his days like the days of a hired hand? That's in Job 7.1. This is, a very, this is very Ecclesiastes sounding, if you've ever read the book of Ecclesiastes. There's lots of questions like this. It's rooted, though, in the question of purpose. It could be reworded, so what's the point, right? <laughs> the underlying argument is you're born, you, you're born, you work, you suffer, you die, as if our value is only tied to the work that we can perform. If we don't get a good handle on this type of question, we will actually continue to suffer in areas of our soul in addition to the other areas that we're, where we might endure suffering like a physical pain or emotional or relational pain. In the Westminster Shorter Catechism, the question is asked, what is the chief end of man? And the answer is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. So we glorify God in our work. It's not pointless. It can be fulfilling. But when it's our identity, it's never enough. All right, so here's the conclusion. Suffering digs up the root of where we've placed our purpose. 
All right. And here's another common question when suffering. Job chapter 7, verse 20. Why have you made me your mark? I asked a friend uh, recently. She hasn't been a believer for that long. What did you think of God before you placed your trust in him? And she replied that she had always thought of him as creator. Everyone's going to have a different answer, by the way, to that question. But in her case, she said, I always kind of identified him as creator. I knew he had created, I believed that he created all things. And then beyond that, um, he was just a being, just kind of out there, not really part of her life. Except when things went wrong, then she blamed him, (laughs) right? Suffering leads to blame. All right, another question. Have your have you eyes of flesh? He's asking this of God, Job 10.4. This is the final question. Have you eyes of flesh? Do you see as man sees? Now, God answers this one. If you start reading in Job 38 where it says, Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind. And it goes on to say, I will question you and you make it known to me. Where were you when? All right. And then basically God's answers for two chapters is, no, I do not have eyes of flesh. (laughs) No, I don't see as man sees. I am much greater than you can even comprehend. I'll give you just a peek at how much you don't understand. And when you learn the song, you will learn a few of the verses where God, uh, actual verses where God questions Job and reveals his, for lack of a better word, bigness. One more quote from Tim Keller. It is both futile and inappropriate to assume that any human mind could comprehend all the reasons God might have for any instance of pain and sorrow, let alone evil. Job Job wanted to know why, and God's answer was not why, but God's answer was, I am. God answered Job's question of why with more of himself. And if you're suffering and wondering why God keeps revealing more of himself but not answering your whys, well, you're in good company with Job. So what's next? Oh my, well, we've only scratched the surface. If you do the review of Job, overview of Job um, using the Bible Project video, that would be a great place to start. Then read or listen to Job all the way through and then go back and consider the nature of Job's suffering and what it brings out in him. Use the song to remind you of God's response in scripture. And then finally, Job and our song come to the same conclusion. I spoke the things I did not understand. Things too wonderful for me Although I had no right to ask My God knelt and answered me All right, while you're in God's Word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneezat.com. You can hop on Twitter at michellekneezat. Or Michelle L. Nizat is my public page on Facebook, and we can talk about what you're learning. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank the premier Christian music streaming service, TheOverflow.com, for pointing their subscribers to this podcast. But more importantly, pointing them to God's Word, 
through music. And when you subscribe to their trial, you will actually receive a 10-day series of devotions I wrote based on some of my most popular podcast episodes. So I encourage you to check them out at theoverflow.com. And I want to thank my newest subscribers to my website, like Dave from somewhere in the U.S., Cheryl from Pennsylvania, Carrie from California, Michael from the Philippines, and Jennifer from California. Welcome. Now, new subscribers to my website, they benefit from an email that I send once a week. And in that email, you get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, or you can print it out. You will also get an email recap of the week's episode and you get instant access to any of the extra resources that I create for my episodes from time to time. It's all, all of that. It's just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellenizat.com to subscribe today. Now, don't miss an episode of my podcast. You can subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher Radio, or you can follow the podcast on Spotify now. And while if you follow in iTunes while you're there, would you please leave me a written review and a star rating? This not only encourages me, but helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be using Shepherd of My Soul by Cutlass to jump into scripture. If you liked this episode, however, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneezat.com forward slash 205. And while you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.